This is your boy Uncle Vin Rock from the legendary hip-hop group Naughty by Nature. And right about now you're listening to ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty. Hey, yo, Larry, tell them the top stories of the day. Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. All right, Vin, let's talk NASCAR. They completed their investigation into the garage pull rope formed as a noose that was found in Bubba Wallace's garage at Talladega Speedway. President Steve Phelps said, quote, the noose was real. And continuing the quote, our initial reaction was to protect our driver. Now, NASCAR also released a photo of the noose that was found Sunday in the garage of the number 43 team. The FBI determined that Wallace was not the victim of a hate crime and that the noose had been on that garage door since October 2019. But quoting Steve Phelps, we are living in a highly charged and emotional time. What we saw was a symbol of hate and was only present in one area of the garage, that of the 43 car of Bubba Wallace. Now, in hindsight, we should have. I should have used the word alleged in our statement. As you can see from the photo, the noose was real, as was our concern for Bubba. End of the quote. It's interesting, right? There are other ropes in other garages, but that's the only one that's formed like a noose. And before, remember, they said, well, it's not really a noose. It was it was just a rope that was in there before. Interesting. In the National Football League, well, Jets defensive coordinator Greg Williams supports his guy, Jamal Adams, didn't want to comment on the specific of Adams' contract dispute with the Jets, but he supported the star safety and sounded cautiously optimistic about his return. Quoting Greg, you never, ever mess with the guy's contract, but I've got his back on those types of things. Quoting Williams. Continuing, he has to get all that stuff settled, so now... Boom, get back into our setting, and now we're ready to roll. Hmm. One NFL player who isn't exactly ready to roll is Malcolm Jenkins. He explains why on CNN. The NBA is a lot different than, than the NFL because they can actually quarantine all of their players um, or whoever is going to participate, where we have over 2,000 players, even more coaches and staff. We can't do that. And so we'll end up being kind of on this uh, trust system where uh, the honor system where we just have to hope that guys are social distancing and things like that. And that puts all of us at risk, not only, you know, us as players and who's in the building, but when you go home to your families, uh, I, you know, I have parents that I don't want to get sick. And I think until we get to the point where we have protocols in place and until we get to a place as a country where we feel safe doing it, we have to understand that football is a non-essential business. Uh, and so we don't need to do it. And so the risk, uh, you know, has to uh, be the, really eliminated before we before I would feel comfortable with going back. Over 37,000 new cases of COVID-19 were reported today in the United States. Over 37,000. One of the people who was tested positive for the COVID-19 virus is Ezekiel Elliott. He's recovering and explained on Twitch TV how he's feeling now. Uh, I'm feeling good. I would say I had maybe one or two days where I felt symptoms. And even then, it wasn't too bad. I, I had a cough and uh, a little bit of shortness of breath. But uh, now I would say I feel, feel, feel good. I feel normal. Now, unlike Malcolm Jenkins, Ezekiel Elliott hopes the NFL will be ready to go. I want to let you guys know, I do hope that we have a season. It has to be right. It has. We, we got to put the health of the players and the coaches and, and the support staff first. Um I mean, I think that's important. Of course, he was asked, would he want Jamal Adams for a teammate? 
Would you like Jamal Adams to be on the Dallas Cowboys? I would love, love to have Jamal Adams on the Dallas Cowboys. Of course. I would love to. We want a great defender on our team. But that decision is above my pay grade. So I'm sorry. I can't help you with that. <laughs> but, of course, he would love a big-time safety on that Dallas defense. Let's talk hoops. Among the security policies in place for the NBA restart, restart, according to sources close to ESPN, local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies will be used outside of campus to keep it secure. League security will ensure all venues and team hotel campuses are closed to non-credential individuals, and there will be secure checkpoints, credential control, and roving security inside and outside the perimeter of every location that is visited. A combination of the Department of Homeland Security, Walt Disney Security, and the NBA's Global Security Operations Center will monitor networks for social media threats. Now, despite all these precautions from a security standpoint, Jackie McMullen was on the Hoop Collective, and she says the players have told her they still got a lot of concerns. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that people aren't going because the people I spoke with today, they are going. They feel a responsibility to their teams, and they're going to go. But they're hearing the anxiety in the voices of their teams, their players, and that's coming a lot, too, from their homes, from their families who are nervous about going. It's one thing if you're a player and you're like, yeah, this is my job. I'm going to do this. And then you're like, okay, honey, kids, we're all going to go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I, I don't want to. What about my aunt? What about my parents? What about our son? You know, he has this, he has that. What about our daughter? And then I think all of these things have kind of built up over the last 48 hours. So even though they've, they're going to go, I think the anxiety level, based on the conversations I've had over the last three or four days, has risen significantly. All right, so that's the player's side. But how do the teams feel? Well, that was the question Golik and Ringo put to Brian Windhorst. The teams don't seem to be all that concerned about it because they want to find the players who are sick right now so that they can get them treated and try to eradicate the coronavirus from the teams before they go into the bubble. But it's still not uh, very settling. It's still upsetting to see all of this and all of these players who are surprised that they have it and then are worried. And this is really a function of two things. Number one, obviously you have to have the bubble be safe from an outbreak. If there's an outbreak, this will not last. If a team has a number of players get sick while in the bubble, that is going to be a threat to the whole thing. And that's what you don't want. And see, that's where all these team sports are rolling the dice. They're hoping that you don't get a really big outbreak because that's going to be the same thing that caused them to close down in March. Because Players here tested positive. Another player here tests positive. And you can't do that, especially for the NHL and the NBA going into their postseason and with Major League Baseball trying to get started. Well, anyway, according to Brian Windhorst, we know why the league wants to return to play. It's about cash. Here's how these conversations go. Boy, I'm really worried about this. It's unsettling, but I'm still going. And this is why I've been saying that this thing may just be too big to fail. There's so much money involved for the individual players, for the league itself, not only for this season, but also in some respects to protect next season. Because if this doesn't happen, the... The loss of revenue would cause a cratering to next season's numbers. I don't know if the pressure from the, the, the dangers can hold, but right now the motivations, uh, basically the money, if I may be so coarse, the money is big enough that it's keeping everybody on track to going. We'll see if that holds. The money is big enough to keep everybody on track to go, but it's also 
could be the downfall if it falls because, as Brian mentioned, the amount of money that's going to be not in the league next year when you're trying to get a new contract, a new agreement, new TV money, all that's going to be out the way. It's a scary time, right? Yesterday, we spoke about Leon Rose's first public comment since becoming president of the Knicks on his philosophy in rebuilding the team and the hiring of William Wesley as executive vice president and senior advisor. Today on First Take, Stephen A. weighed in. I'm a roll with my man William Wesley, Worldwide West, and Leon Rose. First of all, I'm going to look at some of the clients that they've had, the Devin Bookers, the Chris Pauls of the world. The list goes on and on, and Carmelo Anthony's and others. They've had, and they, listen, he used to represent LeBron James until LeBron James ventured out on his own with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and the crew, and we understand what that's about. We get it, man. Respect and love to them, too. But Worldwide West has that nickname for a reason. He is unquestionably one of the most connected individuals, arguably the most connected individual in the history of basketball. That is not an exaggeration. You could see this brother one minute with LeBron in the past, with CP3 now. You could see him with Jay-Z. You could, I, I, I saw him hanging out with Al Gore. When Al Gore was the president, vice president rather, of the United States of America. I mean, there is no limits to how connected this dude is. And so what we're talking about here, Max, is this. We're talking about the ability to build a culture. I'm a lifelong Knicks fan. I believe in them, and I'm asking the city of New York and New York fans everywhere, give the brothers the benefit of the doubt. I believe, and I'm very happy Wes is in this position. Now, here, Wes, go out there. Go out there and handle your business. (laughs) I can't think of the last time I heard Stephen A. this excited about anything that had to do with the New York Knicks. So I'm encouraged. But once again, we're going to have to wait and see. Will they be? What is going to be the game plan? Is it draft, 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 and then sprinkle in with free agents or veterans? I ho- I would love the emphasis to be on the draft because despite relationships, it's about what players can see on the team that they're about to go on. Is their talent there? Do they have a chance to win? That's what players want. It's not always about the money. They would like the money and the jewelry. That's what today's free agents want. That's our top stories. Thank you, JP, Joel, and Kyrie.